Hallelujah. Thank you, everyone. What a wonderful worship. I hope you enjoyed that today. Thank you for also giving to the church. I know many of you have been uh, just watching, supporting, praying, and you have also been very generous with your giving and tithing and offering to the church. It is with your help that we're able to continue to upgrade, buy equipment, all these things that keep the church going, especially in this crazy year of 2020. I hope you enjoyed Christmas. I hope you were able to feel the presence of the Lord. You know, oftentimes we have so much uh, extracurricular things, you know, preparing for Christmas and all that, and we sometimes lose um, the purpose of Christmas. It is about Jesus. It is about getting our eyes upon Him. And oftentimes, the, the day of Christmas, we're all excited, and then the following morning, we're like, I can't believe it's over. It's taken us a month to prepare. Or, you know, some people I know started buying Christmas presents in September. Could you imagine that? Um, I know one of my kids said to me just this morning, they said, Dad, I can't believe Christmas is already over. And I said, but you had a great Christmas. You got, you know, you, you were able to enjoy it with your cousins and family and friends. You got a couple of cool uh, things for Christmas. She was like, you're right, Dad, and thank you. See, brothers and sisters, it's how our eyes perceive will help. And so before I started my sermon, I just want to pray for um, the offering. And I know that if you're still interested in giving, we appreciate it. Uh, look on the screen there and you can give electronically. You can even do it on your phone. You're going to do it on your computer. You can even mail us uh, a check if you want. I'm still old schools. My wife still writes checks. Uh, but just give, make a donation there and I just want to pray over the donation. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for uh, this offering. Thank you for the tithes and the donation. Thank you, Lord, that... Um, people with their heart has given with a cheerful heart. Lord, we ask that you would multiply and use it. Multiply it like you did with the five loaves and the two fish and you fed 5,000. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for all uh, of every seed that has been sown financially. Bless those right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you for giving. You could still give and uh, online, and God bless you. As we move uh, forward into this sermon, um, I want you to look at the book of Luke chapter 2, and then we're going to go Luke chapter 2, verse 25 through 30. All right? So, you know, in Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to go back, and, you know, it's about the Christmas story. You know that. But the, um, there, you know, the angel says, For there is born to you this day in the in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So there is born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior. I just want you to keep that in mind, uh, who is Christ the Lord. Now, my main uh, part is, let's go to Luke chapter 2 and verse 25. You ready? Luke chapter 2, verse 25 and 30, through 30. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the constellation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the law, 
or the customs of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. And in verse 30, for my eyes have seen your salvation. For my eyes have seen your salvation. I want to speak to you today on the topic of my eyes have seen. My eyes have seen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Let your word be relevatory to us. Let it be raiment. Let it jump off the pages and into our hearts. Lord, touch our minds today that we may understand. Touch our ears that we may hear what you want us to hear. Touch our hearts that we may receive uh, and bear fruit from it. Heavenly Father, we take authority over the sky above, the ground we stand on, and the air that surrounds us. We, Lord, we invite you, Holy Spirit, we invite you into our place of worship today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You know, um, it is amazing that this man in Luke chapter 2, Simeon, he came and the, the Lord kept him because the Lord had made a promise to him that he's going to see salvation. You know, oftentimes we look around, especially in this year, uh, we look around and there's so much turmoil. Uh, there, there are people uh, sick with um, virus, COVID-19. There, there are people out of work. We see, uh, uh, when we see and we read the news, there's just bad news everywhere. Um, there's people dying. There's people that are jobless. There's people that are homeless. There's people that are without certain things. They're worried about um, their future. You know, when our eyes see this, uh, it really can mess with our spirit. It can mess with our faith. We're like, man, Lord, what's going on? Uh, even in our political circles right now, we, there's a whole lot of turmoil. But here, Simeon in verse 30 says, For my eyes have seen your salvation. For my eyes have seen salvation. That means that no matter what is surrounding us, we have God. God is in control. God is going to help us get through things. Don't allow your eyes to play tricks on you. I know what it says. I know that it says a picture paints a thousand words. How, how many of you have, have heard that saying? A picture paints a thousand words, which is true, right? But what God is trying to say is that for this Christmas, we've just celebrated Christmas. For this day in the city of David, a Savior. There is someone that we can cry out to. There is someone that we can uh, uh, ask for help. You know what the Bible says in the book of Psalms? It says this. It says, uh, I look unto the hills, where does my help come from? Now, it's not going to be there, but it says in the book of Psalms, I look unto the hills, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, or the creator of heaven. See, we have to look up. So, for my eyes have seen, have your eyes seen the goodness of God? I, you know what? I, I have some family members and they were talking to me uh, over Christmas. They said, you know, I know all this craziness, but we've had a great year. I've been blessed. We've got to move into a new home. Uh, every morning I wake up and I look out the view of my window and I just feel blessed. 
You know, brothers, sisters, they could have felt bad. They could have gone and said, man, you know, we had to let people go in my company. Or oh, there's people losing jobs. Or I'm not doing this. I can't believe we're in the lockdown. I can't believe I've been stuck at home. I can't believe this. But brothers, sisters, we have to get our eyes upon the Lord. It says, for my eyes have seen. What have your eyes seen? Have your eyes seen the, all the bad stuff? If, if the shepherds came, the angels of the Lord, and you heard me speak last week, the angels of the Lord spoke to the shepherds and says, this is a sign to you that there will be a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger. That was their sign. But what the angel said before that, he goes, but there's a baby born this day in the city of David, a savior. Brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter what we can see uh, uh, around us that could cause us, but it's what we can see into the spirit. It is what God has called us to see. See, Simeon was old. He was an old man and he believes God and he knew that God's going to allow him to see the salvation. When he held baby Jesus, he praised and thanked God. Brothers and sisters, what are you, your eyes looking upon today? What have your eyes looking into the future, into the spirit today? Is it just saying, man, my business isn't going well. Uh, my, uh, the things that I'm involved in, I feel like, man, it's at the end road. Uh, this hasn't happened. My marriage is on the brinks. Uh, I'm, you know, my kids, whatever it is. I don't know. Brothers and sisters, I want to tell you, begin to get your eyes. What have your eyes been looking at? Has it been looking at negativity or have your eyes been upon Jesus because our hope of glory? Have your eyes been on the word of God that says that there is more for us than against us? Have your eyes been reminded in the word of God that he gives us peace, not of this world, but his peace? Have your eyes been on the word of God saying that you can can do all things through Christ who strengthened you? Have your eyes been on the things of God that say that he will provide all your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus? Have your eyes been upon him to say that he knew your end from the beginning? Have your eyes been upon the Lord? He says, his word says in the book of Romans, it says, and I know all things work together for the good of those that are the called according to his purpose. What have your eyes seen? What have your eyes seen? I challenge you to get your eyes looking at the positive, looking at the goodness of God. You're still here. God is good. I'm still here. I can't believe that the Lord has provided the way he has for us, me and my wife. Business is down. Uh, you know, uh, church has been the way it is, but yet there's still a joy within me. Because you know what? I know that God touches his own people. God is so good. You know, one of the songs that I've been uh, getting, uh, listening to and meditating uh, is called The Goodness of God. And in that verse, there's a verse there that says that his goodness is running after me. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters. God is trying to chase you down with his goodness. God is trying to overtake you with his goodness. He's not mad. He's not saying I'm against you. He's not saying uh, 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 you're doing anything wrong. Many of you are living right. And if you haven't been living right, all you have to do is ask for forgiveness. And sometimes we feel like that's it. That seems so simple. It is. Because the Lord has made it simple for us to receive his goodness. 
Now, if uh, he's, he's trying to bestow, he's trying to run after you to bestow goodness upon you. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but every day I wake up, I'd say, Lord, your goodness is running after me. Your goodness. I got to get my eyes upon you, Lord, not on the negative things. Look at John 9 through 11. You know, go with me in John 9, 11. Look at what the Lord Jesus said. He says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and I will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. Brothers and sisters, oftentimes we read in John 10, 10 that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and Jesus comes to give life and life more abundant. We think that's the afterlife. That's in heaven. That is true. But he's also coming to give us salvation. You know what salvation means? It means to be saved from hurt, be saved from damnation, be saved from curse, be saved from depression, be saved from fears, be saved uh, uh, from uh, uh, poverty. God is trying to save us and give us abundant life. You, you know, abundant life is to be free of fear, free of hurt and pain. And that's not just in heaven. God wants to, to give us the joys of life. That's why he made creation Look how beautiful the world is. Look at, have you ever been in places where you just look out and you look at the mountains or the rivers or the lake and it's just beautiful? You know, look around God's creation, the sky, the sun, it's beautiful. What is our eyes seen? My eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord. My eyes have seen the goodness of God. My eyes have seen the miracles of God. My eyes have seen, you need to start talking to yourself. My eyes have seen the goodness of God. Look at Psalms 119 and 18. Open my eyes, and this is the psalmist saying, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. This right here. Ask the Lord, open my eyes, Lord, so I can see wondrous things. You know what the wondrous things are? That God still heals. God still, the Bible says that cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. That's what the Bible says. That means your cares is your anxiety, your fear, your burden, your worry, your depression, uh, your pain, your hurt. You know what else the Bible says? It says that we do not serve a great high priest that is not touched by the very feelings of our infirmities or our pain. That means God understands. Sometimes we're like, oh, God doesn't understand me. Yes, he does. He was, the Bible says he was tested and tempted just like us, but without sin. Brothers and sisters, what have your eyes seen? See, the book of Psalms 119.18 says, Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see wondrous things in your law. Get your eyes on this. Now look, I have to admit, I'm a news junkie. I like reading news. You know, I just do. I like to know. I, I like to know what's going on in the world. But that's one part. But I get my eyes on what's written in the Word, and that brings me joy. That brings me peace. Say, God, I know what your word says, you'll never leave me or forsake me. Say that. Lord, you have never left, you will not leave me or forsake me. Say that to yourself. 
Lord, you will not leave me or forsake me. And you know what I would tell you like this? God didn't bring you this far to leave you. God didn't bless you this much just to drop you. But you, if you've been living, it's the enemy that's trying to steal from you. You know what the Bible says in the book of Genesis? It says this, you know, when the serpent, okay, tempted Eve, the Bible says that she, her eyes looked upon the fruit and it was good to eat. So she took of it, her eyes. See, when we look upon things that God tells us not to look on, it will cause us to walk in unrighteousness. It will cause us to walk in unholiness. It will cause us to walk in a place of sin. She said her eyes looked upon the fruit and it was good. She thought it was good, but it caused her to sin. Brothers and sisters, get your eyes off of those things. Get your eyes on the things of God. Get your eyes on the wondrous things of God's law. Look at Psalms 119 and 37. In verse, uh, Psalms 119 verse 37 says this, Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Come on, say it out loud with me. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Wow. Come on. How many of us have looked at some worthless stuff? Right? Even recently. It's just worthless. It doesn't help us at all. You know, it's worthless. There nobody, you know what worthless means? Nobody would give you a penny for it. It's so worthless. You know, that's like, you know what a worthless thing is like uh, used chewing gum. Think about it. It's worthless. Throw it in the trash. Nobody wants it. Nobody give you a dollar for it. Nobody give you a penny for it. It's worthless. That's worthless things. Things that people just, you know, there's things that people throw out and somebody else might pick up, but nobody's going to pick up used, chewed up chewing gum. Right? That's worth it. So many things that our eyes are looking at that doesn't help our spirit. It says, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. Stop looking at things that doesn't encourage you. Stop looking at things that are worthless. Stop looking at things that doesn't move you forward. Start reading God's word. Start reading and edifying yourself. Build yourself up. Start hanging out with people that's doing great things. You know what? Start hanging out and looking at what God does. Because it says when you look and revive me in your ways it says stop looking at worthless things. That's the first thing you got. You and I have to do is stop looking at worthless things. But and start looking at things that are worthy. You know what things are worthy? Start looking at our our families, our children. Man, they're worth it. Man, they're beautiful. You start looking at your, your husband. Start looking at your wife. You know, get your, your eyes on it. You married her. There's a reason you married her. Start looking. Look at her in a different way. Look at her like God looks at her. They're worth it. You know how we know? It's because the book of the Bible says this. It says, uh, husbands love your wife as Christ loves the church and gave himself for her. Think about it. That means God looks at us like that. And he asked the husbands to look at their wives so much that she's worth it, that you're willing to die. Man, that's, that's a great way of looking at it. That, honey, you're worth it so much to me that I'm willing to die. That I'll give you my life because you're that worth it. Stop looking at things that won't encourage you. Stop looking at things that's worthless, that nobody give you a, a dime for. Stop looking and start looking at things that are, are worth it. 
Look at the, your children. Look at your spouses. Look at your family. Look at your brothers and sisters that walk with you. You know what I look at is all the brothers and sisters, all of you that call me your pastor, all of you that are members of our great church, a seat at the table. All of you, you know what? To me, you're worth it. You, to me, I pray for you. I, I get up and I get excited. I like hanging out with you. I like hanging out with our leaders. I like having uh, a parties with them. I like eating dinner with them. I like it. I like cooking for them. See, to me, it's worth it because they're valuable to God. And when you begin to look at things that are worthy, then God will be, re, begin to revive you in his ways, in his ways. Look at Matthew. I want to leave you a couple things. I've got a few more minutes. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 and 23. It says, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Think about it. The lamp of the body is the eyes. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. Nobody wants to walk in the dark, man. Think about it. Have you ever gone camping and there's no moon out, there's no stars out, and there's no light anywhere? You are stumbling all over the place, even if you're familiar with the place. Every, no one wants to walk in darkness. Everyone wants to have the light of life. Brothers and sisters, what have your eyes seen? What have your eyes seen? Have, it been, have you seen things that are worthy? Or have you been looking on things that are worthless? Have you been looking at things that have no value? That would destroy your marriage, destroy your family? Have you looked at things that would destroy your relationship with your friends? What have you seen that is worthless? I would encourage you to ask the Lord to help you to get your eyes upon Him. Get your eyes. It says, when I look unto the hills, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. Get your eyes looking up. Get your eyes looking at the wondrous works of his law. Brothers and sisters, Simeon in Luke 2 got a chance to look upon the salvation of God. Brothers and sisters, if you look on the salvation of God, his word, and to him, he's going to help you. See, the word salvation is not just for our soul to be in eternity in heaven. That's not just means that. It also means that he wants to save us from the hurts and pains of this life. Why else would he say in John, John, that I come to give life and life more abundant? He's not just talking about the time in heaven. He's talking about this time. I don't want to be unhappy. You know, I look at my children and many of you listening, you have children. As a, as a parent, you always want to have your kids be in joy. You always want to have your kids be at peace. You always want to have your kids uh, feel secure, right, and not have fears. You want your kids to live a life that's good. I grew up very difficult. Uh, grew up hard. Uh, you know, some of you know my story. So when I look at my children, they have it way better off than me, and that's a blessing. I'm not mad about it. 
I'm happy about it. I can't believe how good the Lord has been to my family. But what I have to tell you is like this. I challenge you. Get your eyes on things that are worth, worth it. Get your eyes on things that are worthy. Get your eyes upon things that are good. Get your eyes on things that would inspire you. Get your eyes on things that would bring you peace and joy. Get your eyes on the Lord. For my eyes have seen the goodness of God. I leave you with just a quick reminder. First of all, turn your eyes from looking at worthless things. Think about it. Turn your eyes from looking at things that are not worthy of your time. You know, um, you know things that are just waste of your time. Just get away from it. And whatever it may be, right? Get your eyes on things that encourage you. Get into your eyes on the Lord. That's the first thing. Get your eyes away from that. Open your eyes to the wondrous things of God's Word. First thing, look away from worthless things. Open your eyes to the Word. I know it could be starting hard, but hey, try to read scriptures every day. That's what I do. I, I try to read scriptures every day. Some of you have these smartphones. Get it on your smartphone, a reminder. Hey, wake up in the morning, look at, you know, most of you probably look at that smartphones, look at it. You could get a scripture right on the phone every day, your daily verse. Get your eyes upon the Lord. The minute you open up, I look at scripture. The minute I open up, I want to get scriptures into my heart every day. Okay? So turn away from looking at worthless things. That's the first thing. Open your eyes. Ask the Lord to help you open your eyes to the wondrous works of his law. So that the third thing, as you begin to do it, ask the Lord to revive you in his way. His way, not your way. His way. Brothers and sisters, as we enter a new year, an end of this year, thank God, end of 2020 is historic. We're going to enter into 2021. Let's get our eyes upon the goodness of God. Let's get our eyes on the salvation of God. Let's get our eyes on things that are worthy of our life. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, bless those that are listening and watching today. Whatever their eyes are on that is not worthy of you, not worthy of their life that you've given them, God, remove it. Help them to look upon the wondrous works of your law. God, so that they can be revived in your way, so they can walk a life of righteousness. For your word says the steps of the godly are ordered by you so they can get on the right path, so they can start out 2021 on the path that is going to help them, that's going to inspire them, that's going to give them peace, that's going to give them love and joy, that's going to give them a life more abundant that you have promised. Heavenly Father, for those right now that might be struggling, they might have fear, they might have depression, they are worried. Your word says that they can cast their fear upon you for you care for them. They can cast their cares upon you for you care for them. They can cast their depression upon you for you care for them. They can cast their, uh, 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 their unrest upon you for you care for them. Heavenly Father, wherever they are today, God, I ask Holy Spirit that you come and comfort for you are the great comforter. You are the great teacher. You are the great peace giver, Lord. And so, Lord, bless them.
God, help them and guide them. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. God bless you. Pray for us. Continue to pray for us. Partner with us. We are trying to launch a new location in person for the new year. We're going to have morning service. We're excited for it. Uh, partner with us through prayer. Partner with us through uh, giving. We need to, those funds to be raised so that we can renovate and get into this new location for the new year. God bless you. Thank you for joining me today. May God's face shine upon you. May his grace be with you. May his presence always surround you. God bless you.